0: The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan. That, of course, means that you are listening to an episode of the Crowncast. And this episode is going to come out on Tuesday, which you might know is unusual for us. Uh, Those of you who are regular listeners of the podcast would be expecting something to come out on Wednesday. But Charlotte F.C., very rudely decided that they would play a football match on Wednesday and uh, interrupt our carefully uh, planned schedule. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to bring you all of the content. Uh, we're going to have a post-react on Wednesday for when we play uh, Columbus Crew. We are going to have a post-react after we play New York uh, NYCFC. We are going nope. to... Oh, you're New York Red Bull. Thank you. We're going to have a post react post react after we play New York Red Bull. And we are going to talk a little bit about what is going to be happening for the Columbus match, as well as previewing the two matches coming up. We have so much content coming out for you guys. So we hope that you will join us for all of that. And here to do all of the content with me as ever is Justin. Hello, Justin.
1: Hey, Logan, it's not Charlotte FC that decided we had to play a match tomorrow. It's whatever deity up there decided to rain it out back in July. That
0: is accurate. We will, in fact, blame the rain gods because it feels better to me. And here to blame rain gods as well is Josh. Hello, Josh. Hello, guys. Josh, do you have any opinions on maybe another uh, old god that you might want to blame for this scheduling conflict or are the rain gods good enough for you?
2: Rain gods are good enough for me. Um, just need everyone to not do any rain dances anywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, let's uh, let's go ahead and get these games played. I think our first order of business is talking about how we are actually going to play Columbus. And there are going to be some rules in effect because we have actually played part of this game. And uh, one of the good things about this episode is I'm going to be kind of stepping back And I'm going to be letting uh, some people who know a little bit more about this stuff do the question answering. I'm just going to feed them easy questions or maybe hard questions. And so, Justin, there are going to be some rules about us playing Columbus. You want to go through those for the listeners real quick?
1: Sure. So for those who don't remember, this is the rain delayed game that we played about 16 minutes of back right there at the end of July. That means it's before the transfer window. That means that that all of the players who came in in the transfer window, and as a reminder, that is Adelson Malanda, Nathan Byrne, and Nuno Santos, are ineligible for the uh, for this game. Um, suspensions from that game carry over. So Christian Fuchs is suspended for a red card that he received the match before uh, for this game. And as much as possible, you have to retain the lineup that you started the match with. So there are some allowances available for injury and things like that. But that means that a side that's set up with Christian Kalina in goal across the back, we had Harrison Awful, Guzman Carujo, who is now injured, Anton Walks and Joseph Mora, Brent Bronico back at that defensive midfield role. We saw him in the first big part of the season. Um, the, the midfield four that runs in between the defensive mid and, and the striker was Jordi Reyna, Ben Bender, Quinn McNeil, and Mackenzie Gaines, and then Carol Swiderski up top. That has got to largely be the same. For situations of injury, like I said, Guzman Carujo is out. Someone from the substitutes can come in and take his place without using one of our five substitutions for the game. So... Jan Sobosinski is the obvious choice there. He's the only center back that is on the roster or that was on the, the bench for this match. As we saw, Christian Kalina went out before last match, had a uh, an injury to that finger. If he can't go, George Marks was the substitute on the bench for that match. He will come in and and start You know, from that 16th minute with the drop ball on. Um, we do get an exception in that case where Pablo Cisniega could then be moved up to... Uh, to join the substitutes for the remainder of this match. Um, anybody that we bring in, though, from the substitutes, we can't replace them on the bench. So we are going to have a lighter bench and everything like that. Um, Christian McCune was on the bench for this match. Obviously, he has been traded. So we are going to be in a situation where, you know, maybe George Marks is starting to go, maybe Christian Kalina is back, but we're going to have Harrison Awful, Jan Subasinski, and Anton Walks and Joseph Mora across the back. And again, it's going to be Bronico, Bender, McNeil in the midfield, uh, Reina Swiderski gains up top. And that is very different from what we have seen recently. Um, So, you know, beyond that, it's going to restart with a drop ball from the the 1557 mark. Um, We still are going to have all five of our substitutes. We are still going to be playing. It's the same Columbus lineup, but as Josh will tell us when we get into the preview, this is a Columbus lineup that's pretty similar to the Columbus lineup they have been playing lately. So that's the situation we find ourselves in. So,
0: Justin, uh, considering all the rules put forward, I think there are a few immediate slash very quick changes that we will see put on the side. Um Do you, like I think, imagine that uh, Carol Swiderski will be dropping back into that 10 role and Bender and McNeil will probably make way for Derek Jones and uh, Danny Rios?
1: It wouldn't surprise me. Now, I will say that guys like Jalen Lindsay and and Ben Bender, who didn't even make the bench this past match, uh, you know, against Philly – um, I think that there were some tactical decisions to try and get them some rest. Lindsay starts on the bench, but Bender's in this starting eleven. There's a, I think they will have an opportunity maybe to to try and play and get some some minutes, get some exposure, see how they do. But we're in a must win, and it wouldn't surprise me if the leash is relatively short. And uh, you know, Josh and I were talking a little bit, you know, before Mike. I think that the two. Changes that you listed, Logan, are are very likely. Josh, you had a couple of ideas for p- other potential changes we could see.
2: Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Lindsey come in for Mora and have Awful shift over to the to the left. Um, I don't think Latanzio rates Mora very much at all, considering we're playing Harrison Awful as as a left back or, or Fuchs as a left back. Uh, that is something I can agree with him on. Um, and and I'm just sort of basing that on what you talked about, Justin, where, you know, Latanzio came out and said that, you know, Bender and, and Lindsay did not make the bench over the weekend because of this game here. So that leads me to believe actually that I don't think that Bender will come off, at least not right away. I could see some other people maybe making way, like immediately or very shortly. Um, I don't know. This is just sort of a gut feeling that I think Bender is gonna play a bit this game. Um, but so, I,
0: again, I could be wrong. I guess thoughts on that from my side, then do you think Bender sticks in the midfield with Brant Bronico and they leave Carol Swiderski up top for a while? Or do you I, think someone else makes way? Cause I can't imagine him not putting Derek Jones in that defensive six spot. He's, that seems to be a Latanzio staple now.
2: Yeah. I, I, I can see Jones coming in for McNeil. Um, I think they might try to keep Swiderski up top a little bit, although I'm looking at this lineup and, and I'm just making a guess here. Um, something crazy I think you could try, because I think he's played there before, is I think Reyna has played as more of a forward before, and Bender for us has played as a left wing. So if you really want to drop Swiders- Swiderski into that 10, you could shuffle it maybe a little bit like that um still bringing jones in so you keep that midfield trio of jones Bronico, and swiderski but all of a sudden rain at up at, at the top um oh yeah he... Reina oh, and swiderski can they they have shown that they have a good connection so you might still get that sort of connection you wouldn't have very much aerial ability or or i guess physicality up top um which is something that rios can bring um but that that's a pure guess but that's something that i'd be curious to see. That's a way to sort of shoehorn all of those guys in, uh but mainly Bender, I guess. So is
0: Yaswiak available for this game?
1: Yeah, camel is on the bench and so he could come in and take over uh that Reina position. Um uh, uh Shinyashiki is also on the bench. Uh, I tell you, one of the things that concerns me about that possibility, uh, Josh, is Bender on the left, and if the other change that you mentioned happens, Harrison Awful goes to the left, Bender is going to be operating without support on that left-hand side. You know, we've seen Camel Yuzwiak the last few matches with Harrison Awful behind him operate by himself, and Yuzwiak's got the the strength— and the pace and the guile and everything else to make stuff happen when there's nobody to help him out. I don't know that Ben Bender can do that.
0: Yeah. That I, I don't right. think it will be a lack of effort. I do wonder if it will be a lack of, of knowing how to take up that much space because one, one thing that uh, Kamel does really well is he does take up a lot of space and use it effectively, but not get caught too far out of position. Um, that's really interesting because, I mean, all, all we're doing is like, hey, how do we reshuffle this to get to what we would consider to be our strong lineup? And we're talking about instantly using, what, four of our five
1: substitutes? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's four of the five. Uh, it, it, and in terms of sort of rating, which I think are the most likely, I think McNeil off for Jones and Mora off for Lindsey are, are the two that I, you could probably see soonest. Um, I think the last one that you might see is honestly the Yizwiak for Reyna, because I think that occasionally Reyna can do, you know, do a good job out there on the left. Um, But it, it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of those changes at the very latest at halftime.
0: So I think one of the things that we can start to wrap this up with so we move along is that you could theoretically write down on a piece of paper like eight different combinations of how these subs could go in and any single one of them could be correct. I do think there are a few that are a little bit more logical than others, but I think we've kind of touched on the big ones. Uh, Josh, is there anything you want to add here? Um, I would just say that I think...
2: I think I I'd, I'd, ideally I would like to see two subs right away. And that is Jones coming on and Lindsay coming on. I don't know if we'll see that, but that would allow you to still have three subs that you could make in the second half. And I would probably try to see if we couldn't get by a little bit um, with just those two subs. I do not trust a midfield of McNeil and Bender though. Um, so one of those to me in a must win type of game has to come off immediately.
0: Okay, so you get to be the bad guy who comes off.
2: McNeil, because I'll I'll keep Bender in, uh, because I think I see more of a future for him at the club. That's not to say I don't see one for McNeil. Um, but I think, you know, if I'm placing odds, it's Bender who has a bigger future here. And I think he can bring more quality immediately than um, McNeil can right now.
0: Fair enough. Uh, we are going to push it along. And uh, Justin, I know that you have some news that we want to get to.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, just a couple of quick hitters coming out of the weekend's match, and and I don't think that anybody will be overly surprised with the, the news piece, but that is uh, Danny Rios is the MLS Player of the Week. Uh, he's in the MLS Team of the Week. This is now back-to-back Player of the Weeks for Charlotte FC, uh, just before the international break. Swiderski got it. Now Rios has got it coming back. Uh, so, you know, uh, awesome for them. Um, we join... Seattle uh, Sounders as the only expansion team to ever have back-to-back player of the week players. Uh, And Seattle will miss the playoffs this week or this season for the first time in 14 years. So if we could uh, replicate some other things that Seattle has managed to do, I would be okay with that too.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think the big questions we have now is the playoff race is still on, and it is still very, very, very uphill, uh, but there are some ways that it can be done. Uh, Josh, do you want to walk us through the the easiest path?
2: Yeah, the easiest pass- path is for us to win our next two games, so Columbus and New York Red Bulls, and to become Orlando City fans and have them win out. Um, if that happens, I believe we will slide into that seventh-place spot. Um if that does not happen things get a lot more complicated
0: do explain for us
1: yeah i'll uh, take that part over so the so if we win both of ours and orlando somehow doesn't win both of theirs cuz the ones that they play are against our direct rivals for everything you know they 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 play against miami um and columbus uh, to, to finish out this season. So, uh, if Orlando loses both of their matches, we also need Cincinnati to lose both of their, their remaining matches. Um, if we only win one of the remaining two matches, we we cannot lose the rest of the season. If we want any chance, if we lose against Columbus, uh, uh, or draw against Columbus, sorry. Um, we do not make the the playoffs. If we win against Columbus and draw against New York Red Bull on Sunday, um, we need Miami to lose both of their games. They have a game against Orlando. They have a game against Montreal. And so, Orlando, Montreal, both already playoff team. Or sorry, Orlando's not quite in the playoffs, but Montreal's I think third in the East right now. They're a really strong team. Uh, Orlando is going to be in a position where they're going to need to beat Miami to make it to the playoffs um it's not great for charlotte because we don't hold our own um fate in our our hands but if we can win our our remaining matches against columbus and new york red bull and then we can get a little bit of help you know we really need (laughs) we really need miami and columbus to go on some losing streaks to close out this season But if we can get some help, we can sneak in to the playoffs.
0: So what you're telling me is there's still a chance.
1: There is still somehow mathematically a chance. Well, Um, I we we have to go out, though, and take care of business and win the next two matches. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about Columbus. Uh, We've got New York Red Bull. Josh, do you want to tell us what we can kind of see from these guys?
2: Yeah, so, you know, Columbus really hasn't changed much since we were supposed to play them. Um, They're not dealing, as far as I can tell, with any major injuries. They've been rolling out a pretty similar lineup game after game to the one that they put out uh, when we first faced them uh, before the game was delayed. So whereas Charlotte is coming into this game with some injuries and a team that kind of doesn't look anything like what we've been playing with. Uh, Columbus is the exact opposite. This is sort of a set team that they have. And that is been on a a pretty decent role. I guess you could say, um, I would, I would best describe them as a poor man's Philadelphia as well. They have a really good goalkeeper. They play really good defense. Um, the biggest difference is they are nowhere near the goal threat that, uh, Philadelphia is, although they do have some very dangerous players on the off- offensive side of the pitch.
0: Now, I want to be clear on this because I, I want to write down what you said so that I have it to to reference for all eternity. Uh, a poor man's Philadelphia. So we're going to score, what, six, seven? What's your prediction for this?
2: Yeah, no, that's basically what I'm I'm saying, is that it's like an 8 nothing win for us because we beat the real Philadelphia.
0: (laughs) Yep, we're just going to sub in just Danny Rios. We're going to take all the other players off of the field. Danny Rios is going to score eight goals on them by himself.
2: Yeah, well, I I plan plan on slating Danny Rios in the lead-up to this game so that he does it out of spite again. But this time...
0: Oh my gosh. So uh, a little bit off the cuff here, but one of our very first podcasts was, was named organic traditions because uh, of what happened with the, uh, the singing of the national anthem, how the, the people took over and it has become a tradition of the team. Now I just want them to never show Danny Rios on the inner introduction board so that he always feels like he has to make a point. Um, organic traditions, people, this is how we win. Uh, on to a little bit more about Columbus, uh, who should we be looking out for? Where's the danger? Um,
2: their front, three of their front players are really, really good. I think everyone who follows MLS is familiar with uh, Zalarian. Um, he's been really good for uh, Columbus for a few years now. Um, and then they have Kucho who's come in. And um, again, going back to sort of that, that Philadelphia, analogy you know kucho's only played half a season but he has nine goals if we're talking about him having played a full season here in mls i think he's closer to the leaderboard for top score um he is that good and then they have their guy derek etienne who's been really on fire for the past uh month and a half or so he has about five goals over the past month and a half um so all those guys were in the starting lineup for columbus when they faced when when they came here. Um so they'll be they'll be on the pitch. Um and so it'll it'll be dangerous. You know, they they're guys who can score and then in the case of Zolarian, he can not only score but he can also find a a, a killer ball and an assist. Um which is what is worrying when you're talking about okay, what is that back line going to look like for us? Because I rate Sobosinski. I think you guys do as well, mm-hmm. but he's young. He hasn't played a lot. Um, and this will be a big ask coming into this side, I think, to to face those attackers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think one defender or two defenders who were absolutely critical in the performance for Philly were, of course, Adelson Melanda and uh Nathan Byrne. So having neither of those available could could lead us into some trouble. Uh one quick question I have for you on Columbus is part of the area it looks like we're gonna be uh looking for some answers as to what we're going to do is midfield. What are the odds that they don't have the strongest midfield and we might be able to kind of own that territory?
2: Um not great. Um I do think it depends on the the decisions we make as far as subs. But, you know, I, I rate some of the players that are in the midfield, maybe I'm a little bit higher on a guy like Darlington nagby than some other people are, but I just think he's a really solid player. Um, he's in there, they have a guy named Morris in there who's played a lot, who's been pretty good. I I don't know that this is an elite midfield. um, But I don't think that this is one that we're going to be able to um, come in and and dominate. With that said, I do think if we can tweak it a little bit and put in someone like Derek Jones, I think it'll be service a little bit better. Because I also think Derek Jones can help shield that back line a little bit
0: um, from those attackers. All right. Well, yeah. Justin, should we move on?
1: Well, so, I mean, real quick, like I do want to mention that Columbus, like their, their recent form has kind of been all over the place. They beat Red Bull New York this past weekend, but it took two late, late goals, incredibly improbable goals to snatch that victory. They were looking at for 89 minutes. They were looking at losing that match. Um, they only managed a draw before that against Portland, who are sixth in the West. They lost to Miami, uh, but then they managed to draw Montreal just a, just the week before that. Um, so you know they're they're kind of inconsistent. It looks like, um, it looks like it, I I would accuse Charlotte of the same thing going back through the season, but the recent form for Charlotte, understanding that a lot of that comes from players who may not be available, but the recent form from the side how we have been playing in the confidence. I think we've got a good chance here.
0: Hey, we will take it if we can, but unfortunately we don't just have to beat one, we have to beat two. Uh, Do you want to uh, give us some insight into Red Bull New York?
2: Yeah. So first I'll say it's doubly annoying that Red Bull lost to uh, Columbus because of what it means for us as charlotte fans but also because of the fact that um red bull is still sort of fighting for positioning um and so them having one i think would have put them in a better position to maybe not take this game as seriously (laughs) as they might um they are on 50 points and they're only two behind new york f uh, new york city fc so um maybe not but you know that kind of annoyed me as well but getting actually to what New York can do on the pitch. They are a weird team to me. Um, If I'm being completely honest, I'm not quite sure how they have as many points as they do. They do not possess the ball very much. They're one of the lowest possession teams in the league. Um, Again, we saw a team like Philadelphia, who is similarly low-possessioned. The difference is, is that Philly can really score, and New York Red Bull... Not so much. Their highest score has 14 goals, Uh, Lewis Morgan, which seems like a good return, but he has six penalties. Um, And I'm just someone who is always very aware of goal inflation by penalties. Because when you take those away, having your leading scorer only with eight, I think that kind of tells you something about the team in general.
0: Yeah, Um, well, I guess that means that we will have to be extra careful around our box uh anything you would say about new york that uh maybe there's a soft spot we can poke
2: yeah i i don't think that their goalkeeper is very good um his name is escaping me right now uh but coronel yes um yeah coronel i don't think he's very good. uh his his basic stats look okay. um when you when you're talking about like goals allowed and goals allowed per 90, those all look okay. But when you look at something like save percentage, he's in the low 60s for save percentage, which I want my goalkeeper personally to be higher than that. He's at sixty three point eight percent. um his PSXG plus or minus, which is a long stat that basically tells you, hey, is this goalkeeper kind of a little bit above or below average? He's in the negative for that, which tells you that he's either been really unlucky or he's not as good as you want. Um, so I think if we can get some shots off on New York, I think we have a good chance of scoring. I would also say that aside from Lewis Morgan, um, again, going back to this idea of who, who's going to score for them, a big name for them is Klim, Klimala. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. He's the guy who should have got a red card, though, the first match. Uh, yeah. For us, um, you know, he has five goals on the season, but he only has one goal since the end of May. So he has not been in good form at all. And so I think when you look at this team, that's why I say they're they're kind of weird because they they keep winning. So credit to them, but there's nothing that really jumps out to me as. Um, especially terrifying about them. They have good players. You know, you have Aaron Long in defense, who I really rate. He's a good central defender, really strong in the air. But this is, this is not a team that truly, truly scares me. And as Justin alluded to, with the, with the form that we've been in and with a game where we'll actually be able to set the lineup that we want, if we can get through Columbus, I actually feel relatively optimistic about us being able to, to take care of business up there against them.
0: That's good to hear. Justin, um I'd like to go to you for a second just because I know that when we played this team first, uh, you said they don't exactly play the prettiest of football. Should we maybe warn people what they're going into?
1: Uh, yeah, I um we are going into a match against personally one of my most hated teams in uh, MLS because they dive all over the place. And where where it concerns me is four guys who are a little bit meatier into the tackle or just look like they are. Derek Jones looks like he goes in on people harder than he actually does because he's six, four. He's a big guy. Um, they will flop left and right in an attempt to get, to buy free kicks. And it unfortunately works more than it should. Um, so we need to be aware of it as a team. I, I want the I want the guys to go out there and play smarter, not make excessive contact, not give this New York Red Bull side an opportunity, playing up there again in New Jersey in front of their crowd to get any kind of momentum or to disrupt ours.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if that's one of the things that may have led to them having such a penalty record. But either way, these are both teams that we are going to have to get through, and we are coming up on our time here for today. So uh, really quick, Josh, do you have any final thoughts you want to add to these teams we may be or we will have to be facing? Just that we need to
2: take the same confidence that we took into that Philly game. If you can beat Philly,
0: um, you can beat any, any team in this league. Absolutely true. Uh, Justin, any final thoughts from you?
1: yeah, we need this. We need this desperately. if we want to if we want to show up in the playoffs for our first season, we need this.
0: All right, everyone. as ever, we thank you so much If you chose to spend your time with us. Uh, we love you. and uh, we will talk to you again after we go and take our next three points from what's left of a game against Columbus crew. Goodbye queencitypocastnetwork dot
2: com.